Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Unajua throwback with Alex Boyi. African Tech Roundup is cooking some new episodes, and in the meantime, we decided to take our community to a year ago when our co-founder, Endele Masugu, along with Osa Roman Osamoyi, invited Lucy Hoffman, the founder and then COO of the Cape Town-based mobile content development startup, Carry First. If you're not yet in the know, Unajua is about offering minimal actionable responses in about 15 minutes or less. How do we define success? Lucy brings her perspective and attached it to her collaboration with the African Leadership Academy team. What are the three words that come to mind when you hear super app, super platform? Here's their take. Carefirst is the leading publisher of mobile games and interactive content in Africa. Last May, the company raised $6 million in a Series A to push mobile games on the continent by introducing a payment solution, Payfirst. Let's say that whether you're a gamer or not, the gaming industry should be of interest as the African continent is home to about 1.2 billion Gen Zs and millennials who are tech savvy. Um, what would you say you took away from what is now, I think, the more highly regarded sort of hybrid millennial plays within uh, African education and, dare I say, even higher education? Yeah, I think they're changing the game when it comes to, to higher education and, and also secondary education. I think that the way African Leadership Academy is thinking about how to define what success looks like for young people with diverse skill sets, right? Like not everyone's going to be a math genius. So how can we kind of tailor education to bring the best out of you and connect you to opportunities to have impact in, in whatever fields you're sort of best placed for, I think is, I think is super interesting. I'd tell anyone who has a kid between the ages of sort of 12 to 15, like check out ALA and, and consider it, it for your kid. I hope I, to, I send mine there eventually. The I've had the opportunity to work with amazing founders and sort of Fred and Chris are top notch. Um, the founders of, uh, of ALA. ALA. Of yeah, Fred Swanaker and Chris Bradford. Acha Leke and Peter Mumbar, also founders. But I, I had the chance to work closely with Chris and Fred. And listen, I think the thing I, I took away from it is that Hard things are hard. <laughs> and if it were easy, somebody else would be doing it. And so I think really when you have a, a big, ambitious vision, it's just kind of staying committed to the cause, figuring out how to build a really diverse team that have different perspectives and can help you kind of deliver on that journey. Super important. And so it was really sort of best education and entrepreneurship that I could possibly have. Lucy, what three words come to mind when you hear the words super app or super platform? What three words? Hmm. Also, Ruman, you're next. Uh, the first one that came to mind was hype. Hype? Yeah, I'd say fintech and... Fintech? Value. Okay, so hype, fintech, value. Also, Ruman, what three words come to mind when you hear those words? Super app, super platform. The first word that comes to mind is dominance. Second word that comes to mind is adoption. Third word that comes to mind, uh, can I say fintech? Sure you can. 
So for me, the three words that come to mind are network effects, which are two words, and data. Ooh, good one. Now, Lucy, unpack why those three words, if you don't mind, briefly for each word. Why, why was the first word you thought of hype, the second fintech, and the last one value? So hype, I, I just think this is something that people are really focused on. It's it's a conversation point. It's something that's being sort of drum up by media. It's funny, Carrie First actually never set out to become Africa's super app or create it, but we've gotten lumped into it. So we're happy to have the conversation. <laughs> on fintech, listen, I think super apps fundamentally hinge on uh, sort of the financial rails that drive them, regardless of what product or service you're offering users. I think what necessitates a, an awesome super app is, is really strong underpinning fintech that allows people to transact seamlessly. And then value, I think it comes down to kind of what consumers want. One way you, you mentioned network effects, dominance and adoption. And so when you think about what drives those, and it's really ultimately value for the end consumer. And so also, Ruman, you you had three words. Why those three words? Uh, dominance, adoption, fintech. Dominance being that in many of the markets where we've seen super apps or super platforms uh, spring up, they have tended to be like the the end all and be all for, for the consumers who use them. And from conversations with a couple super app aspirants, that's one of the things that they're, they're looking at. They want to be the, quote, operating system for, for a market or a geography. Uh, adoption, some the implications of the strategy that I've seen uh, many super apps like deploy is a brute force approach to the market. If you take OP in Nigeria, for example, spending a lot of money, uh, being really aggressive with driving adoption. One of the things I see is that that will cause adoption to flow elsewhere. So if someone first gets onto their phone because they, they say an OP promised them free food deliveries, they're not going to just do that. They will do other things. So it will end up driving adoption for many other services in the market. So I, I suspect that the foundational layer for many super apps is a payments play. Um, there's many reasons why that is. Like digital payments gives platforms capabilities that they otherwise would not have if they were leaning on cash payments. And many of the services that they're offering are fintech services in the first place. So uh, that's why my three words. Right. And so I think network effects and data, because when I think super app or super platform, I think in terms of ubiquity and some of the platforms that are relevant to my experience that come to mind when I think of ubiquity, I think of things like Telegram and WhatsApp and, and Facebook uh, and Instagram, I think social media, certainly, and and interesting how platforms like Facebook and Twitter and, and many others were just five to 10 years ago thought of as solely these wonderful places that people came to connect. And now, you know, post the Cambridge analytical thing, they're now thought of as potentially, you know, anything from, you know, these ominous advances of the contraventions of human rights to, you know, to again, as you've both pointed out, I suppose the most promising plays at banking the world to unprecedented levels. And so I think all of that hinges on the humble network effect. And then, of course, data comes into play as, depending who you speak to, this hugely politicized or under-politicized commodity that is becoming essentially key to any startup's you know, aspirations to becoming a unicorn in the sort of Silicon Valley sense, or even at the most humblest sense, building a successful model, repeatable model into the future. 
And so folks, using that as a backdrop, Lucy, explain to me why a super user of a mobile device who never plays games on his phone, and that's me, (laughs) (laughs) why should I buy into the hype of, say, Carry First being part of this super app wave, if if at all? And, and, And maybe more broadly, why should I buy into the idea of the super platform potential of mobile gaming as as an industry. Cool. When you think about super apps, the default is to think about super apps that hinge on mobility, particularly in the African context, right? Where you have lots of like ride hailing apps that are coming on board or using mobility as a way to bring people into their their mobile wallet. But it's not necessarily the premise or required for a super app. I think that that kind of concept was really popular because you saw a few players do really well in in Southeast Asia, right? You had Grab, you had GoTech, which have raised a ton of money and have, you know, hundreds of millions of, of monthly active users. But there are lots of different ways that you can kind of drive to a super app. And, and really, a super app is just one place a user can go to get sort of a variety of, of goods and, and services. And so when we thought about sort of carry first and our role in sort of driving value for customers, we came kind of down to basics. You know, why do people purchase smartphones to begin with? And for the most part, it's to connect with friends and family, right? And that's why you see kind of Messenger and chat be, as you mentioned, sort of the most ubiquitous apps that are used. But the other thing that people look to do with their phones is be entertained. Now, whether that's on social media, whether that's like on TikTok or Instagram is one thing, but mobile games are a massive, right now, over 2 billion people playing mobile games. And particularly in places where there's not a lot of competition for entertainment, people don't really realize this, but if you take all of the revenue from box offices globally, uh, mobile gaming is still a bigger industry. Than the movie industry Than the movie industry globally. And then people don't realize it because it's kind of this like secret thing that we all do or some of us do by ourselves in private, on subways and commutes, waiting in line at home affairs. But it's a, it's a massive industry and where there's not a lot of competition for entertainment, particularly in rural areas, games... And mobile games can play a really big role in sort of people's lived daily experiences. So we started basically with just the premise that there's an opportunity here in providing entertaining, engaging content that's sort of designed for preferences of consumers across the continent and also solves for some of the challenges. And when you think about those challenges, a lot of them come down to fintech. So when if we have a platform with millions of people that we've been able to attract because games are fun, <laughs> then built out the sort of underlying financial infrastructure for them to be able to purchase digital goods and transact seamlessly, then it's very easy for us to think about adding different services and goods on top of, of that platform. And that's kind of how, how we got into it and why we think it's attractive. Hey, community, you can share your comment by leaving your inputs. Go to the website and leave us a wonderful 60-second voice note that could be featured in the future. Yes, you can do so while on vacation. Take care. <laughs>